Welcome back to another episode of Malibu, the podcast. I'm Imani, here with my best friend, Hana. Hey, y'all. It's episode three. Period of Malibu Relaunched, right? We're back. We're here. We're still talking about relationships and how our relationships with ourselves affect our relationships with the people around us. Um... I think we've mentioned this a few times, but in the past year, kind of being home during this pandemic, we've both really been thinking about how we relate to ourselves and how in turn that impacts and informs the way we relate to the people around us. The last episode, we talked about families, our relationship with our families. We venture into attachment styles and how, you know, those different attachment styles form within our own families um, and what that looked like when we stepped outside of our family. So that's a little bit more... But yeah, we've really just touched on how our families truly lay the foundation for how we see relationships and how we end up interacting with other people that we are in relationship with, period. regardless if it's like platonic, romantic, or whatever. Period, period, period. <laughs> so we wanted to use that as a starter point to start talking about our different relationships. So the next thing we're going to talk about in this episode is our re- friendships. Um, we really wanted to make sure we started off by talking about our relationships with our family because... I mean, personally, for me, I remember growing up, like, my parents used to tell me I need friends because I had my sister and, <laughs> and like, 5,000 cousins. So yeah. my family relationship definitely informed a lot of the way that I interact with my friends. And I think that that's something you've said, too. Yeah, I think definitely laid the foundation for a lot of things. I think on that... Like, I feel like I'm on the opposite spectrum of that because I don't really have... Well, I have three other siblings. But I primarily only grew up with, like, one other sibling in the house because we have the same parents. And then it's not like I had a billion bajillion cousins, but it's not until, like, much later in life I was like, okay, like, everything is coming full circle now. Like, the way I operate and navigate a lot of relationships is based off of, like, the relationships I had in my own home growing up. So, yeah. So, today we're going to go through that journey. We'll start by talking about our friends in the beginning and come all the way to here. Can't wait right. to take y'all through that ride. But before we do that, we're going to hop into the things that we love. So, we're going to keep it hopefully qu- pretty quick this week. Um, I feel like in the since quarantine, I picked up a gazillion different random hobbies. Um, so, I recently have started punch needling. Or is it? What is that? It, punch needle thrust. I don't know if I'm pronoun- if I'm like saying the exact technical name for it, but um, I call it punch needling, and it's when you take um, the needle. It's called a punch needle. Like that's the best way I can describe <laughs> it. But you um, and y'all probably have seen it before. If you ever see like those like little things that like hang up, you on, know what I'm um, thinking about. Like I don't know what that's called, but you know how the white girls in old movies always. <laughs> Those yeah, and they take it, and it looks like it's like textured. Like yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it looks like. And you can um, so it basically, and it's always in a little circle like yeah. thing. But you need the so essentially yeah. I we can put a, a little link to I guess describe it or a tutorial to it in the episode description or whatever. But I like it because I've always so when I was like a senior in college, I mean not in college, in high school. Um, my family is like very like artsy craftsy like they're all very artistic in different ways I have a lot of painters in my family a lot of drawers things like that but I have an aunt who like can crochet and stuff like that and I've like watched her I've made a couple things here and there but me, like, crocheting is, like, very... Like, if you mess one thing up... Every time I crochet, I stop. It, it's, it's messed up. So there's not a lot of room for air in that sense. But I did recognize, like, when I used to crochet that I liked doing things with my hands. But it's just, like, one of those things you have to really pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, like, I need an alternative because I like crocheting. Like, I like working with thicker threads and thicker yarns or whatever. So that's how I came across punch needling. I was in TJ Maxx at Home Goods, one of them stores. And it was a little kit. And I was like, look Shout at God. The, um, TJX. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, I was just talking about this. But essentially, I feel like if you want to get into crocheting and needling and all that stuff, like, it's a good beginner point. Mm-hmm. And it also, um, lately, I feel like I've been dealing with, like, a lot of different emotions. I lost a, uh, my godbrother. And I just felt like I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do myself, my body. He was shot and killed. So I'm just like, okay, I need to channel this into something else. And so you literally, like, once you pick the design out, you put it on, like, they call it, like, graph or something. Graph paper. Imagine, like, it's, like, um, canvas material, but maybe a little thinner. Um, 
boom. But you literally just punch the needle in and out of there, in and out of there, and you just go back and forth. Um, and you can create like a bunch of different designs. Like right now, I'm creating a rainbow. I have another special project under my sleeve. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun. And you can get the kits off of Amazon for like $18 or something like that. So we can put it in the show notes and yeah. I was literally going to ask how you got into that because I'm like, I feel like there's a white girl at my job, um, Kate. I don't know why. Most of the people at my job are white. But Kate, she's really talented. She does something like that. It's, it's not. I don't think. Probably, she probably turned up. Like, there's turned up versions of it. I want to show you. I'm going to low-key, I'm going to link her, her page in this. There's turned up versions of it for sure. Like, I've seen some crazy stuff. I'm like, damn. Like, my little rainbow ain't doing shit. She, no, I don't think it's punching. She'd be like sewing, though. More so sewing. Like, But is it always like, does she use a little, um, And it'd be like a doll dogs and stuff or, I don't know well, well, punch needle you can literally make anything. anything like you just have to design whatever it is you're doing like it's like getting a tattoo or something like you have to get the outline for it first and then go over that but once you have an outline you can do whatever okay so maybe that yeah it probably it is, is always a circle yeah it's probably punching needle she probably and like as you get better and more advanced like you can do different loops and stuff like that for different effects but I really do enjoy it and I've already ordered more supplies we love a good hobby I started crocheting in the beginning of quarantine and like my needle is too small for the stuff I'm making so I was just like I and you cannot mess up because if you mess up it's done for I got a bigger needle and because my other stitches are already too small it's just like yeah um but that's cool as fuck I like I like hand. I was gonna say I like hand jobs, and when I was gonna say that, I really meant that I like things that you can no, do. I like doing things with my hands. I do too. Um. Okay. Cool. My thing I love this week. This week. Um. I'm reading Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown, who is a woman I've never heard of before until I started reading this book. But basically, it's. <sighs> It's, it's a lot, but I think the thing, the reason I love the book so much is because it is basically based on principles learned from Octavia Butler's different books. If you guys aren't familiar with Octavia Butler, she was a sci-fi writer in the 80s. She wrote the book that's talked about a lot right now, Parable of the Sower, that's literally showing what everybody our world is looks talking like. about that right now oh, yeah, the white, just like, I keep saying the whites <laughs> like everyone like I like I don't like to be like you know like book elitist or like oh you're just but like it just seems like why is everybody it just seems like because everybody's just now discovering that book again no it's like when like, Trump became president people were like oh shit this is the president they were talking about in the parallel of the and it's like yeah guys she I think told y'all black people <laughs> have foresight and then like the other the rest of the world is like oh shit people are talking about it but basically, she's really interested in, like, the principles that are coming up in the parable books mm-hmm. and Octavia's other books and how she says something, and I wrote it down. She said that science fiction is a way to practice the world together or, like, a way to practice love together because it imagines the world through a viewpoint of either, like, dystopian or yeah. basically showing us the different ways that the world can change. And I think when I first read Octavia Butler's books, or specifically the parable of the sower, I was really touched by, like... There's different quotes in there because she has this religion called Earthseed and there's like, God has changed and everything you touch has changed and all your teachers are all around you. And I think that like, when I was reading it, I took those as things that I could use in my personal life. So I was really excited when I saw that somebody, like when I like something, I get really obsessed with it, but I don't always do anything with that obsession. So I thought it was really interesting to see somebody have that same obsession and excitement I had and really create tactical strategies out of it mm-hmm. um she's talking about how like biomimicry has been one big thing that i keep talking about that has came from so bio the what mimicry so it's mm-hmm. basically just like paying attention to nature and finding processes in our personal life oh, or our work yeah, life yeah. or other things that mimic the way the earth works because yeah. it clearly works for the yeah. earth yeah um, you know that's so crazy it's a word for that because yeah. i definitely do be thinking about that but i don't think i've ever like you know like been super like oh i'm about to buy one exactly <laughs> <I'm about> to <laughs> like, no i don't be like but like no, that's interesting because yeah it's no i didn't know there was a word for it either because i feel like i've always been very connected to nature i've always yeah. been really specifically water i've always been very attached to like how water flows and how just new like how it just flows through our life it doesn't get attached to anything it just moves through things but i never knew that there was a word for that so it's also made me pay a lot more attention and start watching more nature shows and shit yeah um but then she also talks about how like our relationships are the most important part of change so basically she wrote this book she's a um 
I would, she's an activist in Detroit. And so she wrote the book in the context of social justice, social justice, social justice movements, and basically the ways that they can work better together. But it's also like you have to use them for yourself to be able to mm-hmm. put them out. Um, but there was one quote that I just keep thinking about. She said, trust is a seed that grows with intention and love. Because she's talking a lot about the collective and like our collective power for healing. I feel like we're in this space in the world where everybody has like their different opinions and they kind of like insulate within the groups of their opinions. Yeah. But we're not going to change anything realistic. I feel like and we were talking about this because I shared the quote with you about relationships and change. I feel like and we'll probably come back around to this at the end of the podcast, but I feel like a lot of my growth has been because I put myself in relationship with people mm-hmm. who have encouraged that growth, who have supported that growth, who have challenged that growth. Um, so it's interesting to think about it as a literal concept to use to like move the world forward. Yeah. Like maybe if we can just create more meaningful relationships, we can change the world. Because like if you think about it, the earth works in relationship. It, everything is working in relationship all the time. Yeah. And we need to, to follow the earth because if we don't follow the earth, the earth is going to tell us to leave. So... Yeah. Just saying, but do you want to plug us? <laughs> no, oh. uh, <laughs> I, I, I was about to say something. Um, mm, yeah, I, that's yeah. I think that's that's a good point because I feel like we a lot of times we get hella caught up in like oh I'm you know like not like othering ourselves from other people but it's just like I'm not like that person or I'm not like this I'm not like that and it's like we spend so much time like othering ourselves that I think sometimes we forget that we're more alike than we like actually trying to make ourselves different from other people but I mean I feel like that's just a reflection of the society we live in like westernized American society Mm -hmm. like individualism is really like you know it's a thing and I get it like I think I appreciate the individual on a certain level but as I get older and I start to really understand and I like in real time just start to acknowledge the fact that like I am not an island and I don't like exist on my own or whatever I'll be like okay I can't do this alone so everybody sync up not like sync up but I just wish there was more um collective yeah like yeah it sounds like corny I guess or whatever but I'll be like damn (laughs) U-N-I-T-Y like we really do just be going through life like just like tumbling and like like even like literally and like figuratively you know how I was telling you about my (laughs) boss right and how he does that thing He's yeah. like, we're always so basically my manager at my job right now he always does this thing where like I'll give him some information and then he distills it and gives me resources and solutions and solves and I was telling him today like that's something I really admire about him and I was asking him like you know I was like I feel like I want to be better at that because I feel like sometimes I have things I want to share with people but be- mm-hmm. I start talking too much and I want to actually reference and context and stuff but he was like honestly I just remember conversations that I've had with other people. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm constantly thinking about how connected we all are. So I try Mm -hmm. to, things that I think are interesting to me, I know that they're going to be interesting to someone else. And I just reference them. He's like, it's definitely something that I've, a skill that I've developed through practice. But I think if we can all just keep that in mind a little bit more. It would, that does make the world go just move smoother like my mom always be saying like think about somebody other than yourself think about somebody other than yourself and like I feel like for her it's so effortless because that's just the type of person she is but I felt like I was on a kick for a couple years I was just like no like because I've seen I don't know I feel like I've always was like super focused on like the negative of people who are so selfless when in reality it's like why are you consuming yourself with the negatives of being selfless I don't know I don't really but it's it's something I think about often because um, I'm learning that when you think about others, I feel like in turn the universe will take care of you. So it's like, yeah. not not saying like, oh, if you always think about other people, the universe, but like, I think when you think about yourself in relation to yourself and your community, I think it always returns to you. Maybe, maybe not like right then and there, but I think eventually, like you know, everything will fix will fix itself out. Will turn fix itself and everything will turn like, out okay yeah. like it's just like we're not gonna heal anything if we're doing it by ourselves yeah so we're like trying it. to exist in a silo like it just it don't the world don't work like that yeah um that made me think about this random video on twitter but <laughs> has nothing to do with this um yeah so those are the things that i loved but i was gonna mention to you all that follow our Twitter and Instagram, and for you all that don't, we're going to, in a couple weeks, start sharing out these 
things I love and a couple other segments on our Instagram. So please make sure to stay tuned. The Instagram is always in the description in the bio, but episode details, episode notes. Yes. I'm like link in the bio. <laughs> um but it's also Malibu the podcast at Instagram on Instagram. No, I'm sorry. Can I hold this on? Okay, so as we mentioned at the top of the episode, this episode is dedicated to friendship. So I guess we'll start with remembering or trying to remember our first friend. I feel like I have, like, I can distinctly remember two friendships. I feel like I had one in elementary school and the other in, like, middle school. And I can distinctly remember one person I'm still cool with to this day. That's cool. The other person, we fell off. But, um... I feel like my first friend ever, like, my first actual, like, oh, my God, like, we're besties. Like, can't wait to see you, like, excited at school time. Because, you know, when you got a little friend, like, you'd be excited to see them at school. Um, Her name was Robin. Our birthdays are, like, a week apart or something like that. And I feel like... I remember that feeling of being excited to see your friend at school. Yeah. And I I feel like we were... She also lived, like, not too far from me. I mean, we went to the same elementary school, so... um, so I would see her outside of school and things like that. But I feel like looking back on it now, like now being 24-year-old me probably, I feel like you recognize like things in other people that kind of remind you of yourself, so to speak, yeah, if no, that makes sense. Like she, um, like obviously I was too young to like realize it then but like she had not like saying like oh some kids didn't have like parents in my life but you can tell when like I feel like people I loved I, I don't know like it just felt like always hanging out with her or whatever it felt comfortable to a certain extent because it was like okay I don't really gotta mm-hmm. explain certain things to you like I have a mom like you have a parent that's like present for you like it's just like okay I always know whatever happens like my friends whatever the case may be um I also feel like this is when I, I started to realize for the first time in life that, like, I appreciated humor in my friends. Like, she was funny, so I was like, okay, I can fuck with her. If you can't make us laugh, you gotta Yeah, go. yeah. It's a comedy show, bitch. Stand up. Yeah. Wait, so when did you meet her? Second? We, we met in, like... Kindergarten, first grade. Okay, yeah. So, oh, no, no, okay. So, it was first grade. It was first grade. Because I, I feel like I was still going to Roots, kind of, sort of. With, like, what's that? Pre-K, K-3. I don't What are all them chits called before you actually get to school? Like, pre-K-4? Yeah, like, all those pre-K-4s and things. But, um... Oh, daycare? No, I don't know. Like... Me being 18 months apart from my brother, I feel like I just, my mother would just like make me tag along with him. She'd be like, all right, you going to school, like pack your stuff up. But um, yeah, so we met like first grade kindergarten, something like that. And like to this day, we're cool. That's obviously, good. like we aren't as close as we were then. Um, we ended up going to different high schools and like obviously different colleges and so on and so forth. But it's like still someone that I'm connected with. But I feel like that was my first friendship. And then by the time I got to like middle school, I feel like that's when I started to, like in middle school, I feel like that's when you start to like other yourself. And I feel like that's when people, or at least for me, only speaking from the eye perspective, I feel like that's when like you start to, that's when people in middle school, middle school is generally I feel like when people start to develop like, people already have personalities, but they're like, they start to develop interests and it's like, it becomes clear what their priorities are. And I think I started to make friends with people like based off of what their priorities were. So I don't think, by then, I don't really think I was boy crazy. I was very much like, more or less, who I am now like very type A like school was my thing like I realized I was good at it and it was like okay I'm gonna align myself with those people and I also think in middle school I feel like people used to call me like a goody two shoes and shit but it's just like I don't it's just like I wasn't getting into that's what I'm saying that's what it means to be a goody two shoes it's not doing that that's what I'm saying I feel like that's when people really started to like not wild out but it was very clear like what was going on like I feel like that's when people started to become like sexually active and stuff like that and I just wasn't off that type time yet so to me it didn't really make sense or it didn't really like mentally in line in my head like to be friends with people who were doing things like that because it was like I'm not really there yet like I'm not ready to take the training wheels off my bike like out so I feel like that's how I got close with like my man that's like the second 
like very intimate friendship I can remember with this girl named Rachel and then so we were cool all throughout middle school and then I felt like as we got older and went to like different high schools we started to lead different lives and then it was just weird and it became a conflict of interest and it was falling out but those are those are like the the fondest like early intimate friendships I can remember and then in high school meeting my be- my other best friend Amaya we've been best friends for like 10 years now and that was just like I feel like that was a friendship of I went to a predominantly white high school so it's like it's only a couple black people and then it's like only a couple black girls because you go to private school you know like a lot of black boys that are at private schools are probably there because they're being recruited for a sport um so it's just like, all right, where is, you know, the black woman that I can be friends with? And we both had like our art interests or our art background. We were in this art concentration program. So we spent a lot of time with each other, like outside of classes. And then from there, we were just, we've just been inseparable ever since. And I feel like that's a friendship that's like stood the test of time because who I am now is definitely not who I was 10 years ago. And I'm pretty sure like Amaya would say the same thing about herself, but I feel like she just always has been present for all the different phases and ebbs and flows of life. So that's a rundown on my fondest early memories of I'm gonna just start with I'm gonna just go through one or two like. yeah I was like cause I was like I feel like cause the main thing when I was thinking about this like for when we were I guess Planet. prepping for the episode I was like damn like what's the common denominator here and I don't really think like it was a common denominator more so but I, I realized that like making friendships for me at a certain point I started it was aligned with like how I started to like observe the world around me and trying to figure out how I fit into that world so yeah I like that I feel like no I feel like no like as you were describing your journey I feel like I could clearly see that for myself too I feel like my first friend ever or like there were it was either Breland or this girl named Aaliyah um it's funny because me and Breland Ebony and Breland who is our producer's sister our best friend so like we're still in the same friend circles which is really cool to see people grow up. Um, mm-hmm. And also, Janae, I knew her from elementary school. But I remember Breland and I went to the same daycare. And then we went to the same um, elementary school, school, Bunker Hill. But because we lived down the street from each other, like, our parents used to either pick one of us up. And then eventually, Breland's parents transferred her to this school in Upper Northwest, which was called um, Lafayette. And I remember, like, I think, like, her parents had came to, like, field day or something one day. And they were just talking about, like, how good Lafayette was and how they were opening the lottery. So my parents were like, okay, like, let's try to send you to this school. And I ended up getting there. And when I got there, like Hannah mentioned about her high school experience, there were, like, five black girls in my grade. So it was me, Bree, or, okay, no. There were more than five, but my friends, <laughs> there were, like, four of us that hung together. And it was I'm me. Bitches, I know that. Right, no shade. <laughs> Um, it was me, Breland, and this girl, Jacinda. And I remember, like, me and Breland clearly had that friendship because we grew up in the same places. Like, we kind of connected through just, like, knowing each other, mm-hmm. being familiar with each other, living by each other. Like, one of our parents would pick us up from school sometimes, or vice versa, or aftercare. Um, but then we connected with some other girls just because, like, we were all in the same shared experience. Yeah. I don't think... I remember when I was in elementary school before I went to Lafayette like I just made my friends like Janae was my friend because she was kind and she was sweet and like yeah a lot of the girls that I went to elementary school with were really mean honestly that's what I, yeah that's a good point because I feel like yeah I didn't mean to interrupt you but I feel like that's okay. a good point because I feel like when we're kid, like me personally I grew up I feel like my childhood like I was extremely sheltered like my mom was always there present for everything and so like I was only ever surrounded by love and I only ever knew love so like when I got to like being exposed to like because I went to like a smaller like Afrocentric private school or institution whatever like for pre-k and all this stuff and then once I got to elementary school you know public school is just like anything goes there and I just felt like I was all not like this is not one of the things I was like oh I was different from everybody else I was a little turning like this is not that but I just felt like people when they recognize that you may be different from them in another way they perceive it as a threat and but it's just I like you just that be, was what it was when I was you little. be chill, right and it's just like you be haters. yeah no I just couldn't understand it for the life of me like you just be chilling like minding your business and like people feel all these ways against you and it's like I, they used to be 
so mean. Existing nigga, like, why are you doing this? Like, and I'm just like, y'all niggas are troubled. But that's really, I think, also another reason, like, how I made friends. Like, I used to hang out with people that I felt, like, safe around. Like, I didn't feel like all the, the ghetto shit. Like, please stop. Like, we're here to learn. <laughs> right, we're here to learn. <laughs> Get even your with, shit together. I'm in kindergarten. Kids would be doing weird shit at um, nap time. It's like, um, I'm not with that shit. I am just here to nap. Oh, I'm tired, oh. actually. What are y'all That's doing? It. Really start realizing, like, people in hospitals just be chaotic. Like, if you're doing this shit at school, like, what the fuck are you doing at home? Like, I literally just used to sit and wonder, but yeah, that's a good point. Kids no, so are really, kids are mean as shit. I feel like I came close to people who I and I honestly like I think I realized that like I have a sister, so it's like I'm used to girls, you know, fighting or whatever, yeah. but like also treating each other very nicely and caring for each other. So I think that's really how I developed those friendships. Like we were able to for me and Breland, I think it was us like being able to like weather a storm together and like going to that same school but then when we got with Jacinda and Catherine it was because we <laughs> had the I know it's funny because I still know all of them I follow all of them on Instagram I'm really proud of that but it was like Jacinda was the sweetest Catherine was like she was more in that environment you talking about Catherine that um Catherine yeah she went to the temple with yeah us. um Catherine used to pretty. be like my best friend in like elementary school we used to sleep over her house I remember we made a catfish page to catfish Catherine's brother because he was a fucking asshole I remember one time he sprayed me like I have so many fond memories of these people that I thought were gonna be my friends forever yeah yo that's the crazy part how you think you're gonna be like friends with people forever? like best friends and gotta be like fight <laughs> bitch no seriously like like you said as soon as I got to middle school Breland went to a different middle school than us but did Breland go to do I Breland went to Hardy I can't remember but me and Jacinda and Catherine we just all kind of like went our separate ways Jacinda and Catherine were always track runners and I like ran track we all stayed together in that way in the beginning but then like I started being a cheerleader I met it's like we were put in these situations in the beginning because mm-hmm. and we were the only black girls but when I got to high school, middle school I went to deal and like okay there's more black people now but then also like Anna East was somebody I knew since I was little and she showed up at my middle school so yeah. we reconnected and it was like I realized that like I could middle school I feel like was the first place where I realized that I could have multi I didn't have to fit into one bucket because yeah. I had a bunch of different friends with like different interests like y'all I used to be with my one friend when she needed to fight on the train but then also like <laughs> my friend me and my friend Dana used to be on do y'all remember I think it was on Google chat or Yahoo chat or AIM or something you could like draw pictures with people we used to like listen to Imagine Dragons and draw like it was like so you had the range yeah middle school was the first range. time I realized that you could have range um, yeah. in your friendships so that was interesting, yeah. but I think that's a good point you bring up about um, realizing you have different friends for different things. Because I feel like that's how my view on, re- on friendships specifically have changed. Because I used to, especially like once I got to high school and I was spending so much time at my high school because it was like okay, like they just like private school, like they just curate the whole fucking experience for you like they they don't they like you need to do this you need to do this you need to take all these classes you need to take a language you need to be in a in a sport and then maybe pick up like another like so they tell you all these things you need to do and through doing that it's like okay i'm spending a lot of time here so i might as well like get to know some of these people because we finna be here for four Mm -hmm. years so like let's get comfy and then I felt like it was always weird because the private school I went to it was a K through 12 situation so it's like when you come in ninth grade it's like you like the new kid on the block and everybody already kind of know each other so it's like I made friends with other black people but it's like I wasn't really hanging out with these people outside of my mind I wasn't hanging out with these people outside of school so it's like I still had my at home friends and it's like that's a different situation because mentally that's when you start to put like things together that's what I feel like I realized for the first time in life that like I straddle different I don't want to say like different worlds but I, I knew true. I just knew there were different worlds that existed from like what would be considered my primary one and I think that's something like at the time I don't think I had the vocabulary to articulate it but I didn't really know like what is my primary life like it's like when I go to school or it's like when I'm back home like with people that I went to middle school like it was just a very complex situation but I feel like that was the first time in my life I realized that like you have different friends for different things like kind of how you said um you had a friend used to like fight on train I didn't fight with her but you would go yeah you would go while Miss Girl threw them hands and I I feel like 
it was when I got to high school, I was like, okay, I have different interests and different things I like to do. And it's okay to call like certain friends for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's when I feel like it also started to test like the the strength of your friendships because it's like things become especially like once you by the time you get to college it's like damn you start to pick up on patterns like I only hang out with this person when xyz happens and I'm only calling this person if this happens and you start to you know like different people interpret that different ways I guess me being me like the the a young adult I am today or whatever I appreciate having different friends for different things where I am in life right now I like it because everything isn't for everybody and everybody can't come with you along on like every single journey but that was yeah that's something I did like friendship range is I feel like it's necessary <laughs> it's definitely necessary because I think like like we are literally multifaceted people um I think the thing the thing I've definitely had the most challenge with is being able to like maintain those different relationships yeah. over time because like there's people I think like Anna East I love her to death like I've known her since we were in second grade but we just don't talk as much yeah and it's not because like it's just like we I don't know our, first of all we got our friendship when we were younger like our interests have changed our interests have separate but I still consider her a friend of mine I just there are some people I talk to every day because I feel like so how do you feel like, because I feel like you and know, I used to still good friends, right? Like, so it's like, how do you maintain that? Like, what does that, like, what does maintenance look like for that friendship? Or just like friendships in general? Then? I've, and honestly, it's something I'm still working in because I think yeah, I have I a lot of different type of relationships. But I have this rule that I text people when I think of them mm-hmm. or I just call them when I think of them. Or like for Anna East specifically, I remember... Like, you know, we keep up with each other on social media. And there was a store by my job that always used to sell plants. I remember seeing Ana East talk about on her Finsta about, like, wanting to buy plants. So I remember calling her one day, like, all the plants were $5. I was about to come home. And I was like, look, I'm going to buy you your first plant. And, like, it's a very easy to upkeep plant. Yeah. And honestly, that plant has been just what we keep in contact about. Like, yeah. we'll talk about other things. But, like, every time I check in, it's, it's like, how is your plant like doing? Like, and I feel like... Honestly, I feel like that's a cool way of growth, but like I said, I'm trying to get better at it as I get older, specifically realizing that there are, like, friendships that I haven't maintained as closely that I still want to make sure, like, I keep, but yeah, I feel like it's really just, because, like, for instance, Marlo, like, me and Marlo, when I was in New York, because of that proximity, we were always together, yeah. always talking. I didn't ever think about, like, randomly calling her to check in. But now I'm just like, okay, when I when I think of people, I try to reach out to them as much as possible. And I think, like, especially, we've been talking about this, especially in the past year. Like, that's yeah, it's been hard. Like, I feel like everything, it's so funny because I feel like now when we talk about things, just, like, in passing, like, you always have to be, like, through the lens of the pandemic. But Period. the pandemic has really put, like, a real, like strain on like I almost like a I don't know if strain is an appropriate word and I low key like when I've been seeing people like po- tweet this shit on Twitter it gets it bugs me so bad and I had to think about like why it bugged me so bad and I think it's because I feel guilty but it's when people what's because I know I feel guilty but people be like if your friends didn't check on you during oh, the pandemic blah 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 and it's like, like bitch we are that. hanging on by a thread like now okay it's a year later we probably have you know developed some type of honestly I'm still hanging on by it. Yeah, like, honestly. But when I kept seeing that tweet, I'm just like, it made me feel guilty. I'm like, damn, like, let me check on my exactly. friends. Like, especially, yeah. like, you because you were home and stuff. I was like, damn, like, my friend had uprooted her life from New York. But it's just, like, you feel like you need to do all these things. And then I felt like it was, like, a constant, like, okay, you need to have an internal dialogue with yourself. Like, what's... I feel like that's a really interesting point you bring up because Twitter is always telling us, okay, Twitter, social media in general, is always telling us about these different ways of like being friends to people and they make it seem like you're supposed to like, so I always feel like, because even me, just you saying me on an East still seem like we're close. Like sometimes I be feeling bad because I'm like, damn, I don't know what's going on in people's lives, but you don't always got to know everything that's going on in people's lives to be a friend to them. You don't. You don't. It's really interesting, but I only think that because the lens of social media has made it seem that way. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. It's like, and and then sometimes like I used to. Like, when I would find out shit about my friends on social media or whatever, I'd be like, damn, oh, my God. Like, that's really wild. But it's just, like, I used to feel a way about it. But now, like, looking back 
and like taking a step back, removing my ego from the situation, ego. I'll be like, that's what's up. And then I'll go take the conversation offline if that's what I want to do or, or if I deem it appropriate to like in my head, deem it appropriate to do that. But um, I feel like maintenance, I also feel like friendship maintenance, it's like no one size fits all type yeah, of situation. Definitely. And sometimes I feel like, that, like that's what people try to do. And I just don't. Like, you can't approach every friend the same, and the dynamic between every friend isn't the same. And I feel like that's why my friendships have been able to, like, flourish so well the way they have. Because I I feel like between even, like, our relationship or just the the relationships I have with other friends, I feel like it's, like, a... a, Like, I hate that saying, like, what's understood don't need to be explained. But, like, I am not... I myself, I would not describe Gosh, myself. Not to claim me. That's what people say. When they're not to claim. I would not describe myself as a high maintenance friend, and I don't like. Contrary to popular belief, I don't really know what people be thinking about our friendship, but like, it's not always like we sit in there having some woo woo deep conversation all the time. Like, the, girl, they think that they the substance of our conversation that. is is actually comical sometimes. But Ooh, I just know that like so when things happen to me or like you know when it goes beyond the superficial I know that I can reach out to my friends for things or I can you know like soundboard like okay this is bothering me or whatever the case may be like I feel like what has allowed some of my strongest and I don't want to say longest lasting relationships because I don't really think time should be like a measurement of anything mm-hmm. um well in this case yeah. I don't like to use time as a measurement for things but I feel like it's just knowing when like I feel like my friends I can say without a doubt they always have shown up for me like when it matters the most um I there's this um referencing the thing I love uh Adrian Marie Brown was talking about building like making relationships and building building things that are like instead of doing one mile long and one inch deep building things that are one mile deep and one inch long because it's really the depth is more important than the like how many what it looks like you know what i'm saying or like yeah and that's that's really true that's yeah i was gonna say i feel like another thing that you brought up with maybe even out realizing is i feel like a being an important part of like being able to maintain friendships is knowing yourself and knowing mm-hmm. knowing how you operate in that relationship because mm-hmm. you can't like you can try to work with other people as much but it's like if it doesn't work for you then it's not working i was gonna ask you um because you mentioned like falling out with some people just like over Mm -hmm. a period of time but how do you feel like you know when it's time to let a friendship go i feel like when you know you know i haven't like in the past couple years i feel like i haven't had like um, (laughs) a Oh, no, but, but like, no, but okay, I'm like, we're both thinking about a situation, but like, I, like, I'm talking about like friends that we are know. really close to me. Like, I haven't lost any friends that were really close to me. Yeah. And I feel like it's a, it's, I also think that's because sometimes, like, I feel like with your friend, I feel like a lot of friend falling out, like, situations happen because people sometimes are afraid to have those uncomfortable, I feel like we were also talking about this recently, how, one, I think people are afraid to have uncomfortable, quote-unquote, those uncomfortable conversations with their friends, but it's like, if you can't have that conversation with your friend, who the fuck you having that conversation with? Like, awesome real shit. Like, are you gonna go to a stranger and have an uncomfortable situation? Like, they just don't. And I think people equate, like, confrontation, like, I just don't think... I think it all boils down to, like, effective communication. And I don't always think that people know how to be effective communicators. And I think people think that, like, damn, if we have this one agreement, like, that mean that bitch not fucking with me. And it's just like, no, somebody cared about you enough. Somebody loved you enough. Like, to me, I that's how I gauge a lot of things. Like, when I don't... And I think I look at this, like, more so, like, with niggas, unfortunately. But, like, this is how I gauge. Like, if I don't give a fuck about you, I'm never going to bring the shit up. I'm not talking about it. I'll probably just stop eventually fucking with you. And I realize, like, I'll be practicing that in my friendships, too. Like, people, I don't care about that much. When they do things that, like, bother me or whatever the case may be, I simply just distance myself from them. But, like, if you were to do something that bothered me, I'd be like, giving money, like, this threw me off or whatever. But, like, I feel like that don't really happen. But I always know that, like... If that were the case and it was bothering me, I would say something. And I feel like that's where people don't, like, I feel like you got to do, like, a friend, not a friendship audit. No, honestly. But that's where people don't be doing, <laughs> they, they just don't ever, like, look back at shit and be like, 
damn, like something's not right here. You should keep fucking ignoring <laughs> me, but I'm gonna keep being her friend. Right? And it's like, is, why are you? Why are you doing that? <laughs> I've had to realize another thing that I realized as I became an adult, and I said that with hesitation because I don't know if I'm an adult, but. It's just like everybody is not meant to be your friend. Oh my God, everybody's not meant to be your friend. I'm a super friendly person and I love people and I'm so kind and people think that like, I don't know, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but like, I I guess I'm just, I think I'm relatable at times. People don't know how to, people just automatically be like, yes, oh my gosh, we had a conversation, it was great, besties. Like, no, we are not. And I I didn't know how to discern between that in the beginning, but I think, like you said, I think me realizing like, (laughs) people be doing things that are throwing me off a lot, like we can still be, we don't have to be friends. I think that certain friendships have their seasons and like my, maybe not even friendships but just like relationships have their seasons where mm-hmm. maybe we are the best season one day and one day you're just a person that's an acquaintance that I can reach out to all happy happy new year if I see you you know happy birthday yeah. but I think the best thing I learned about maintaining friendships is that one everybody don't gotta be your friend and two every friendship don't gotta be on the same level yeah yeah. And and that's that's Emma. Also, I think another thing that's a good point because I was talking to my therapist. I feel like the past like couple years was like me learning because I felt like I just had like deep intimate really like I was like friends mm-hmm. with you friends like I, that's all I really knew was like okay these my bitches like woo like <laughs> but it's like I started to come in contact with people who. You know, I was like, okay, we have some things in common. Like, you're cool. You cute, cool. You could dress. <laughs> like, but I started to realize they were doing some things, and it was making me uncomfortable. And I had to put up the little like bola alley bumpers. Like, hold up. Like, we gotta set some boundaries. Like, I'm not saying like, cause I think also part of me being the person that I am, I feel like sometimes I have this real like all or nothing mindset. Like, that's the way I am. Especially sometimes when it comes to relationships, because I think sometimes that's what I want from other people. So I try to like mimic that somehow. But I, I started to realize like that can't be the case. Like, you can't do that with everybody and every like platonic mm-hmm. friendship you have. So it forced me to start like creating boundaries. And creating boundaries and friendship can just be like the most challenging, difficult things now. Cause like you don't want to be a bitch to people, but it's like you have to be a <laughs> Honestly, if you you had to do your class like, on boundaries, like, it would be Elise. Because I think yeah, she's a Yeah, she yeah. Sometimes I'll be worrying about um how I say things to people because I don't want to be like <laughs> perceived a certain way but I just want people to start perceiving me all together but I feel like what was I going to say I forget what boundaries I was going to say yeah it's just I feel like they all go hand in hand boundaries perception communication um I think that's interesting they, they all just go together and it's just like damn it's the trifecta like I feel like if you can unlock all three of those then you know you good with other people but yeah I love that I feel like yeah I feel like any relationship is nothing without communication but I feel like I keep saying I feel like um I realized that the thing that's probably kept our relationship so strong is communication my strongest relationships are just kept strong through communication literally effective communication being able to share my things outside my head and I feel like as my friendships go through different seasons, like we were talking about that episode of Insecure with Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all know we gonna reference yeah. Insecure all the time, but Tiffany got pregnant and she kind of distanced herself from the friend group, but not like me, like not Molly on purpose. Just because she was going through a different season in her life and nobody, literally nobody knew how to communicate. <laughs> we don't know how to show up for you. And she didn't want to ask them to show up for her. So their friendship had a strain on it. And once they literally communicated all that, they realized like that was the only issue. I feel like as our friendships go through seasons, we need to make sure that like if these are relationships you care about, please affect, please communicate with these people, yeah. y'all. Even if it's scary, even if it's hard. Because most of the time I feel like the things that we think are problems in our friendships are really all a mis- miscommunication or a misunderstanding. It's literally always a miscommunication every time. I, like the society we live in has probably made us think that we need to take things a lot more personal than they need to be, but they don't and need that You don't. Need. You don't. I think that thinking about our friendship, like I mentioned before, like I feel like we, I learned a lot about communication through you being my friend, but also just like how to, 
I feel like me and Hannah are, t- we work very much so the same and we mentioned this a lot, but we had different experiences kind of like with, I've had a lot of just like a lot of friends and just like, like I said, I was just really friendly. I had like all these different friend groups and people and blah, blah, blah. Whereas Hannah has like, she was really specific. I don't do that. Amaya was her girl and I knew that. So I just don't do that. <laughs> when I became friends with Hannah, I realized like, oh wow, like everybody does not no they like, don't see. and that's when I first started being friends with Imani like it used to be overwhelming cause like she dead ass was just friends with everybody and I'm like damn nigga like when do you stop being friends with nigga is, is there a cutoff point on this shit and I think it, it forced me it was like Cause I don't, I don't do like if I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm making myself seem like really like standoffish. But like in real life, I am. Like when I first meet people, I like to observe and then I'll act on my observations. Imani just meet people. She be like, hey, y'all. It's so funny because I observe too. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You don't know people. Like I observe. It's funny, y'all. If I actually care or want to be close to somebody, I'm gonna um probably observe the fuck out of them. But if I, I think a lot of the times. So I grew up really shy, right? Like, really, really shy. And I just used to be nervous about making friends. So I think one day I kind of tore that off as, like, a bold way, but also a way to protect myself. So now I try to, like, present myself to things before they, yeah, pres- you know, happen to me. To um, But I think that's also led to, like, me coming off as, like, oh, let's be besties. But it's more so, like, no, I'm just nice and I want to talk to you, but... I think another thing is the boundary conversation. I've just started realizing, like you taught me, I think a lot of my friendships, my close friendships that I'm having more these days have taught me a lot about enabling boundaries yeah. in those relationships. Because I ain't doing that ghetto shit. Um, just never giving, but um, I mean, I feel like we learned a lot from each other. Yeah, I thought, and I always and say I'm trying this. To I explain. Feel it, like you always like sometimes I just be taking self myself too seriously and life too seriously, and it just never be giving it. Like, bitch, relax. And I feel like my friendship with you, if nothing else, has always been like a constant reminder. Like, bitch, just get out your own head sometimes. Which I be needing really, really badly because I feel like I live a at least like a third of my life in my head sometimes. Which has its pros and cons, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking about my personal relationship with my head. I'm like, it has a lot of, a lot of pros and cons. Um, but I feel like more than anything, I feel like our relationship and just like watching you live and grow and all that has been a constant. Like sometimes I can be in my own way, if that makes sense. And I think it comes from operating out of a place of fear sometimes. And I think just like watching how you navigate life and just the different shit that come at you, I'd be like, damn, like she just really be going out here and just fearlessly facing shit. I'd be like, that's that's really what's up. And I don't know if those are your intentions. Like, I don't know if that's your mindset when you go into things, but that's how it's always come across to me. Like, you really have a lot of faith, and I think that carries over into everything that you do. And name your kids something that means. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, that's truly Imani's definitely her name, but I think it's always reminded me because I think I don't. Like, I think I get in my own way a lot. And I think I create a lot of uh, mental barriers for myself. Like, I be convinced myself, like, oh, I can't do this shit. Or I can't go after this opportunity. Or I can't do X, Y, Z. And it's like, nigga, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, you literally have a person in your life that is a constant reminder of that. So why not just do it? But I think that's been probably the biggest takeaway from this friendship for me. And I feel like it's been reiterated in so many things. Like, even down, like, to the little shit, like, to the smaller shit. Even up to, like, the biggest shit of you getting a job in the New York Times. But it's just, like, anything is quite literally possible. And you just have to literally take a leap um, of faith. So I feel like this friendship is a constant reminder of that always for me. Thank you, friend. I just want y'all to know that I be scared <laughs> all the time. And I be in my head all the time, too. I think that, like, having a friend around like you who is really, like, I don't know. I feel like goals really scare me. And Hana is super type A, and I think I'm afraid of being type A because if I don't, like, what if I'm type A and I have everything planned out and I still don't do good? Yeah. So I feel like that's why a lot of time I just be going for shit because I'm, like, no, I was just telling my boss today. I was like, honestly, the words goals scare me. The words, so I just 
move more off of intention. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't put intention behind your goals, but I think you've taught me a lot about like, you know, you can have intentions, but you can also have plans and structure and process yeah. and There's like, a happy the way to do things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we can go into our word of the day yeah, the word with of the day, that which is yeah. how to pick it <laughs> discernment yes. so pick this story so it's you know the ability to decide between truth and error or right and wrong I guess is what what we're going with there but um I picked this word because I, I've just had a lot of I feel like my life has been a, a good little series of ups and downs for the past two weeks. And I've just been um, emotionally overwhelmed, immensely overwhelmed. And I was talking to my mom and she <clears throat> was saying that like, you know, I, I pray for you and I pray that you have, what I can't remember her exact words, what I said, for the spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is so important because I feel like sometimes, and especially lately for me, like I've just, or it's more often than that, honestly. Like, I'll just be moving, 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 on the go, on the go. And I don't think I always take the time to, like... But what's funny about that is I feel like my gut is always loud as shit, but I don't always listen to mm-hmm. it. Because I be like, girl, shut the fuck up. This is my word because I feel like I've been trying to lead with that lately. Um, and I feel like I've been more successful in doing so and practicing, like, discernment. I don't... I'm not saying I always get everything right, but um, I feel like things make more sense and things align better when you do lead with the spirit of discernment instead of just like, just vibes, 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 vibes. I've been saying vibes all day. It's so funny because I'm so strategy oriented, but my life is all vibes. Damn. <laughs> uh, no, so I like that. Yeah, that's that's something I picked up from you in general. I'm trying to have more of it. I feel like I'm either discern, like cut myself off from everything or yeah, decisions. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I feel like about how it's shown up in friendships with us, but I just feel like it's really it really goes back to that thing about realizing that there are seasons for things, there are people for different mm-hmm. things, and you have to really be able to use your discernment to make the decision between those. I feel like with that being said, thanks guys for joining us on this journey of friendship and yeah. this is a friendship and. I feel like we're getting back into the flow of things. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, the past two episodes, we still, we're trying things out, we're figuring it out, but we're here. Yeah, we're still getting into the flow of rec- recording. Here is my talk. It's like, it's every time I listen, yeah, I'd be like, mm, turn, turn it down. But thanks for listening to us, y'all. Like, yeah. we definitely, please, please. So stay continue. tuned. We, we have it. some goodies coming up, some bonus content, some little mini episodes, bloopers. Not really bloopers, but mini episodes. Just some chit-chats. Um, yeah, and then follow us on all social channels so you can um, stay updated on the latest episodes and then also get the details on like the things we're loving and so on and so forth. So thank y'all.